We're back. It was a weekend, and now it's not. Happy Monday, everybody. This is Ask a Traffic Up, that show on the internet that answers your traffic and police questions for at least an hour whenever I show up, which is Monday to Friday, and we usually go from 10 to 11. Sometimes we start a little earlier. Uh, and, and occasionally, we've done some evening stuff. Maybe we need to do more of that because a lot of you are working, can't be here. Stuff and things are going on, and this show's schedule might interfere with your flow. So for you, we're going to try and do some evening stuff going forward. But, you know, right now, at least for the next two weeks, this is the time. I, I, I do hope you had a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. I was in the United States over the weekend visiting family. And uh, what an amazing time. We were, I was in Michigan. And Michigan has some seriously good pizza, which means I had carbs. Because <laughs> I was celebrating my cousin's birthday, and they wanted pizza. So we had pizza. And I ate pizza. And it was good pizza. Did you know that Michigan has... A, a deep pizza history, like 100-year-old chain, uh, deep dish squares. It was, was it Buddy's Pizza? It was spectacular. I, I want to go back and have more pizza. Uh, TikToker says, uh, or TikToker554 with lots of numbers said, I hope you didn't go to Detroit. I, no, I wasn't in Detroit in particular, but I, 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 was, in, I was in Michigan. Fantastic, fantastic place. Great shopping, great food, uh, good times, and, and of course, love seeing family I haven't seen in a while. And if my cousin, who is uh, with the, uh, well, with a police service uh, down there, good morning, in case you're listening. Akela Dracona says, greetings and salutations. Stephen Bell says, hi, good morning. And, uh, oh, Akela's coming back to town. He's been out of town for the last little while. Uh, with Mrs. Draconis and uh, enjoying vacation time. So I uh, hope you have a, a safe drive. Uh, a safe drive. I, I did eight hours of driving over the last, uh, over the weekend. That's a lot of driving, but I don't know how long your drive is, but be safe. Take trip, take stops, take uh, take those opportunities to stretch your legs and do what you got to do so you can be uh, you know safe while you're out there. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's start off by doing the Vision Zero plug because we do that at the beginning of every show. And today's no different. So uh, where are they today? Well, first off, Vision Zero is a team of officers. Uh, no, that's not correct. Vision Zero is a theory, a concept, a desire to be safe. And that's something that we are subscribing to. We as the city of Toronto are a Vision Zero city. We want to make roads safer for everybody. We want to reduce the number of serious injuries and deaths to zero. That's where the name deal is. So how do we do that? We achieve this goal by changing the hearts and minds of everyone. And also construction. We, we want to change the designs of roads. Now, the police, of course, don't do design and uh, construction. What we do is enforcement and education. You're looking at the education. Uh, Sometimes that education comes in the form of enforcement by the Vision Zero enforcement team members and members of the police service across the city. And that is tickets are issued to change driver behavior one ticket at a time. Every ticket is an opportunity to dissuade someone from doing it again. It, may, it can't change what happened. But if you're engaged in, in, in behavior that leads an officer to pull you over, that ticket is a way to remember that you were doing the wrong thing. People don't like tickets. So if you don't like tickets, don't, don't break the law. People say, we're, we're, we, what do they say? We're tax collectors. And they say they're you know, made, up, made up rules just to, to enforce uh, you know, these fake objectives. No, these are, these are things we do to make the roads safe because we're trying to protect road users of all kinds. doesn't matter if you're in a car, a motorcycle, a bicycle, a tricycle, a skateboard, a pedestrian. Everyone who's using the road deserves to be safe. 
And if you live in 12 division or 33 division, like the neighborhoods of Weston, Mount Dennis, Rockcliffe, Smythe, Parkwoods, Donalda, Bayview Village, York Mills, well, those are the neighborhoods that our, fo- our team is focusing on today. They are out there changing behavior one ticket at a time. And, and nothing really does motivate someone to change their behavior as much as a ticket for a few hundred dollars. That, that, that's, that's either being able to make rent or being able to have a nice dinner or, but, but these are choices that, like you can't blame the police for your ticket. You chose to engage in the behavior that got you the ticket. And if you're sitting there pointing the finger at the copper who gave you the ticket, you should look where the other fingers are because they're right back at you. You caused the ticket to be written. And if you don't want to accept that, then well, you can you can reflect and talk to somebody who can explain how you're at fault. Uh, moving along, that's what we're doing. We're moving along. Uh, we will talk about a bunch of things. I want to talk to you about the Ford uh, event, the drive uh, driving skills for life event that's coming up this coming weekend that I'm going to be at. Uh, I'm really excited to say we we we've done some amazing work in promoting it. Maybe too good. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about it, the uh, the opportunities to become members of the Toronto Police Service because we like talking about that. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to answer your traffic and police questions, and we'll get into that. We, we're six minutes into the show, and we haven't answered one question, but I see that they're, they're coming in. And we will get you. Did you know that this is a podcast now? Well, it's, it's not really a podcast. People call this the podcast. This is the live stream where we answer your questions, but it's available as a replay on the podcast. In, in podcast form, audio and video. Uh, if you want to watch the replay, you can always watch it on, on YouTube or anywhere that you're watching it. It's, they don't want to delete them. Uh, in fact, we have an archive that's two years old now. We have lots of episodes, hundreds of episodes. But if you want to listen to us safely on the road, once this live stream is done, I download it and then upload it uh, through a podcast for uh, Spotify. It's Spotify podcast platform used to be called anchor and then we make it available through all the platforms through an rss feed so you can have it synchronized to your phone automatically and then when you hit the road you can listen to us and that's the safer way to go you can't ask your questions but it is safer need some need some hydration here excuse me okay uh what else are we going to talk about hmm i'm sure we can come up with something uh but let's start off with uh with the ford story because i like the ford story as you may have known, uh, or as you may have known, as you may know, we uh, we've been talking about uh, the four driving skills for life, and that is a free program uh, that allows you to learn about hazard recognition, vehicle handling, speed management, space management. Talk about things like uh, impaired driving, the risks, uh, the, the the risks you know associated with distracted driving and the, the police in different localities they get to, they get involved they come and they, they send officers like we're going to be doing at the event this weekend the 19th and the 20th but we also help promote it and we put out a video i put i, I made a 36 second video uh, that said basically here's a free course here's an opportunity jump on it and you did and it sold out like four hours after that video posted not only did it sell out uh but it 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 like really sold out we, we, <laughs> There are, um, let's see here, let's do the quick math here. There's about, oh, I don't know, a thousand people on the wait list now, roughly. That's a lot of people waiting. 320 spots, but over a thousand or, or close to a thousand people uh, who are on the wait list. That's, that's a whole lot of people because there were only 81 spots per session, four sessions, and, and there's none currently available because. There's a wait list that's a, a mile long. And people keep writing to me saying, how do I get in on this? 
and unfortunately, um, if you're on wait list, you have to wait till an email. So don't don't show up on the day of. Uh, if you're on the wait list, wait on the wait list, and someone will write uh, to you and tell you if you're in. Now, if you are signed up, if you are one of the lucky people who signed up and you know already you can't make it, please cancel. Please cancel so the people on the wait list will get an opportunity. That's really important because some people signed up and they and they 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 get you know word that you know it's not going to work out. They're not going to make it, and they know that now, but they wait the last minute or they just don't show up. And and that's really something we want to prevent. We want to we want to make sure people who uh, get on the wait list get an opportunity to go. And if you have that power to help them, please take advantage of that that cancel feature. Uh, but if you're really, really, really dedicated and you want to go, know that Edmonton has an event on the 26th and 27th, uh, and they have spots available. They have uh, a bunch of spots available. So we'll uh, we'll promote theirs and do a video specifically targeting Alberta uh, so we can help fill up their spots too. Anyway, good things. Uh, and, and if you're, again, one of the people who was lucky enough to, to get in on that, congratulations. You win. You, you win the opportunity to get some learning. A few people said, why, what, why would I take this learning? Why would I take advantage of a free training opportunity? Uh, well, pretty simply, it's, it's free and it makes you better, safer, and otherwise, uh, you know, better. That's all it is, education. You, you want as much of it as possible. Uh, we have JD, our producer, who's taking your questions. And I guess it's a good time to mention that we're on a bunch of different platforms and I want to let you know how it works. So first off, uh, we are currently broadcasting on, on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the X, which is formerly known as Twitter uh, platform. And everywhere that you are, we can hear you except X. Because while they've got a new icon, they haven't figured out how to make it work with the restream platform that we use for broadcasting. And uh, that would otherwise allow us to see all your, your stuff. So if you're on Twitter, stop being on Twitter. Uh, join us on trafficcop.ca. There's a link at the top. Oh, actually, just go to youtube.trafficcop.ca. That's the easiest uh, because I realized in saying it, I haven't updated the link. Should I just update the link and make life easy? I could do that. Let's update the link. And then when you go to trafficcop.ca, it'll take you to today's show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm updating the link live. What is this? I went into YouTube Music. I don't even know why I have a YouTube Music. Does anyone listen to YouTube on YouTube Music? Traffic services, here we go. Yes, you're watching me effectively Google. And our Wi-Fi is not working today, so I'm on 5G+. I didn't know there was a plus. Did you know there was a plus? What does the plus mean? If anyone knows, please let me know because that's new to me. 5G I've always seen. Uh, 5G+, plus, I'm I'm not aware of or was not aware of. So again, if you know what it is, please let me know. I'm just launching Linktree, which is a platform that I use. If you don't have a Linktree, you probably should get one because I think it's fantastic. All right, add a new link. Now I wanna take this one. Do I wanna take a new, here we go. Add a new link. It's basically just a, a website that takes my links and puts them on a single page and then you can get them. So if you wanna share that kind of information, this is a good thing to have. I'm not paid to tell them to tell you that. <laughs> But I think it's good, and I like sharing good stuff with you. All right, here we go. I've updated it. So now you can go to trafficcop.ca. Mind you, you have to put www in front of it for some reason before going to trafficcop.ca, or just go to youtube.trafficcop.ca, and that works too. That takes you to uh, today's show. This was a long 
an in-depth version of just saying, watch us on a platform other than Twitter if you want to ask us questions. That, that's, that's really what I'm getting at. Okay, let's get into some of those questions. Uh, bo, bo, bo. Okay, Ryan. Ryan has a question. Let's see what Ryan has to say. Last week, I observed the tractor trailer with a wide load speeding on Highway 400. Is there any specific law for this infraction? A wide load that's speeding specifically or just speeding? Because you, you you can't speed. That's an infraction for speeding. Uh, being a wide load that is speeding, I, I don't know. I don't think there is. Uh, maybe there is, but it's not something that, that I am aware of. Um, but you know what I'll do? I will do this. I'll write it down. I'll look at that later. So we'll see if I can jump into wide loads. Is there an additional uh, speeding issue? Hmm. Good question. At very least, speeding is the issue, and I'd start with that. Uh, Stephen Bell had a good weekend. Good to hear it. Keenan has a question from TikTok. Uh, oh, yes, and if you're on TikTok, it doesn't work with us either, but we do have the magic of JD who is able to cut and paste your question into the window that I can then share it on screen, and that's that's I like to do that. All right, we have, what is the lowest window tint you can have in Ontario? Lowest, like the most restrictive window tint, the most amount of light you can restrict? Two things are true at the same time. There's, a, there's an offense for having an unsafe vehicle, which is what you are if you have too much tint or too much, not enough light getting through your windows. And there's laws that prevent uh, you from obstructing or obscuring the interior of your motor vehicle. Let me start with the ones about getting safety. So if you have more than 30% light blockage, which means you're restricting uh, and, and you're not getting at least 70% of the light coming through your windows for the windows directly left and right of the driver, well, that's an offense in Ontario. You can't do that. You can't be safetyed with that. You, you also cannot have any tint on your windshield at all whatsoever. So no tint on windshield and then left and right of the driver, no more than uh, or, or no less than 70% of light uh, can get through, or sorry, more, at least 70% of light must get through, meaning no more than 30% light blockage is, is legal. And if it, if that's you, if you've got 31% light blockage, well, that means that you are going to now be um, driving an unsafe motor vehicle, which means we would be able to pull your license plates and you'd have to go get safety. See, when a mechanic safeties your vehicle, they have a light meter and they test it. Now, if you put 30% light blocking tint on top of your windshield, or your windshield makes it instantly illegal, but on your windows, which may already have tint, that would make you illegal. So they have to know what the, the, what the how much light gets through your uh, windows before they put tint, and then they have to add what uh, the, do the math and add what the actual tint is to find out if it's a safe combination. But here's the thing. If I can't see you, it's illegal, period. But the charge would be different. If I can't identify you when looking in your vehicle, whether it be daytime or nighttime, you have obscured the interior of your vehicle and you are now in a situation where you're uh, gonna get a ticket for $110. Simple as that. Now, if I believe that you can't see out, I can give you another ticket for obscuring driver's view because you have to be able to see out. But if you have anything on your front windshield, you're an unsafe motor vehicle and you are getting your license plates taken, which means you're getting towed home. Can you get a distracted driving ticket on your bicycle? Actually, you can't, and I wish you could, because I see far too many cyclists using their phones and messing around when they should be riding. And riding and driving are the same thing. You're operating a vehicle on the road. Now, they are responsible for stop signs and red lights and all sorts of things, but distracted driving doesn't apply to them. And again, I believe it should. So if any lawmaker is watching it, uh, you can put my name down as a vote for change the law to include cyclists in the distracted driving laws. 
James coming from TikTok. TikTok. I haven't called it TikTok in a while. James Michael Scott wants to know why are North American police cruisers so stealthy compared to European police cars? We do have patrol vehicles that are very uh, loud because they're going to be at collision scenes and we want them to be seen. But then we have a lot of vehicles uh, that we use for enforcement and we like to hide in plain sight. Uh, and, and that's because when people see the police car, they change their behavior temporarily. They, they, they follow the rules as though they always follow them. And they do that because they don't want to get caught. So if we want to catch somebody to change their behavior and not wave a flag saying we're here, don't break the law in front of us, we need to be a little stealthier. Now, distracted driving is amazing because people are so distracted, you can walk up in police uniform and bang on the window, and that usually wakes them out of the, the buzz that they're in while texting mom. Um, and I've done that a lot where I just walk up to cars and bang on the window to get their attention because they're completely out to lunch because they're distracted. Um, but stealthy, stealthy vehicles are great for enforcement, not so great for you know road closures or, or collision scenes. And we use both for different reasons. But uh, yeah, I think that I think that covers it. Uh, up Alla, hello, sir. Can I drive a car on a G one license? Did you did you read what the requirements are or what the conditions are on a G one license? What do you what do you think a G one license is? A G1 license is a learner's permit. It allows you to operate a motor vehicle while being, while being supervised by a qualified G-class driver with four years experience. If you don't have a qualified driver sitting next to you in the front seat, you are not allowed to drive a vehicle with a G1 license, period. Period. Uh, we have a lot of people who seem to think that a G1 license is a license, and I think they should change the name. It shouldn't be called a G1 license because people get confused. They may or may not have actually studied to get their license, and they get behind the wheel of a car and they drive alone. Well, if you drive alone, you're eligible for a $110 charge for or fine for uh, being an, a G1 unaccompanied. The person who lent you the vehicle is eligible for allowing someone to drive while under, uh, you know, in violation of a condition. Uh, they're also not going to be insured. You're not insured as a G1 driver unless you're supervised, which means the vehicle is insured but the driver's not. So they're gonna deny a claim related to them driving the vehicle, especially because you let them drive your car. It's a big problem. Now, if you are, uh, you know, if you, so if you let them drive the car, the insurance isn't gonna let you. If you say, well, they stole the car, well, now they're down there, take vehicle without consent, and it's a criminal situation. Now, you gotta know that not only is it a $110 fine, it is a 30-day suspension on your first time getting caught, it's a 90-day suspension on your second time getting caught, it is on the third time you get kicked out of the driving program altogether, and you have to start again. The long and the short of it is, don't drive alone with a G1. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Bush says, A, what's up, G? What's up, G? Uh, Jared, uh, <laughs> Jared Guimond says, when is a ticket for imprudent driving given? Um, we don't have a ticket for imprudent driving. Uh, we have lots of tickets uh, for different types of driving. Uh, that's not the the, uh, the the nomenclature that we would use. Uh, is there something like, is there a particular driving action uh, that you would use, like, like dangerous driving? Yeah, we talk about that, that but that particular uh, verbiage isn't something we would use. So I don't know when someone would be charged for that. Uh, let's see here. Oh. 
Stephen Bell says, last night I, I watched a video on TikTok from York police officer who pulled over a car for stunt driving. I think I saw the same one. Great video. This is where two vehicles were racing. Uh, the police, the original police vehicle goes after the first one, charges them in their driveway. Uh, two police cars then uh, approach the second vehicle and get the driver and arrest him in the driveway uh, for that one. Fantastic. 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 Stunt driving is illegal. Racing is illegal. Beastly being an idiot behind the wheel of the car is is illegal. And that's not an intellect thing. I mean, it's driving behavior that is that is dangerous or idiotic. Uh, Charles State has a very big question here coming in from LinkedIn. Let me pull that on screen. Um, I have a friend who had a few drinks, then had someone hit him. Unfortunately, he was over the limit. I suggested that he plead guilty and not waste the court's time, negotiate with the Crown as he needs his vehicle for work, even if that I have to, uh, uh, okay, even if that means having a breath monitor in his vehicle, is that bad advice? Put that back on the screen. So you can have two things be true at the same time. He may not have caused the collision uh, despite being over the limit, or maybe he played a role. At, in any case, alcohol was a factor uh, in that it was present and your friend was over the limit. Taking responsibility for your actions, I think, is appropriate. Now, People waste a lot of the court's time and a lot of their own money playing, you know, defending themselves against, uh, you know, these offenses, even if they're guilty. Yeah, Fifteen to thirty thousand dollars is the average amount of money spent. Could they just move on with their lives, take responsibility, and um, and start the process of continuing? Because then, then they'd have basically they'd be able to drive after a year if they got into that uh, that program. But it's going to be a year. Uh, it, the Two years is if they don't get into the program, but I, think, I believe it's a minimum of a year after their 90 days suspension is complete. They plead guilty. Uh, they get another year of, of, uh, of at least of suspension. So is it good or bad advice? You know what? I don't know. I don't know how, how I mean, I agree with you. I, I think that's what, you know, if I was someone who had a problem uh, with, with that, with impaired driving, or if I was, uh, you know, convicted of it, I, I'd, Likely just take uh, take responsibility and move on with my life because I'm the only person who's responsible for putting the alcohol in my system. Uh, I don't drink, so I, I can't really relate to it. Uh, and if I do drive, I make uh, you know if I if I'm driving, I, I wouldn't be driving after consuming alcohol. I, I just I can't I can't get into the into the area because to me a beer is like a once in a blue moon maybe, and it's like one. Uh, in any case. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off the topic because I don't really have anything else to share. I, I also appreciate that many people say, well, you know, everyone else gets a chance and everyone else fights it, guilty or not. So why would I just take responsibility and uh, give up my opportunity to have a win, uh, you know, even if it cost me thirty grand? And that's really a personal question for for the individual. It's it's such a tough one, um, but I like the whole taking responsibility thing. Tim says, "Good morning, Sean," and I say to you, "Good morning, Tim." Uh, Radix says, "Good morning." Is that good morning sunshine <laughs> or is it just good morning? Uh, when giving a driver a ticket for a traffic violation, do you also document this encounter in your police notebook? Um, yeah, we basically make notes uh, of the encounter now. Um, it may be as simple as pulled over vehicle, you know, and, uh, it, you know, the license plate. Uh, generally speaking, uh, how we take notes is, is going to be different for every officer, but there should be an, an entry for the stop, and then uh, the evidence could be long form in electronic form for your ticket body. Um, and very often, I would just say see ticket, because I don't need to say what I said in the ticket if I'm saying it. Like, I don't have to duplicate. But yes, there be a, there should be an entry for the ticket. 
Uh, what do we have here? Melly DS says, why are cyclists, hold on, oh, oh, wrong one, let's go here. Uh, why are cyclists slash mini motorbikes not mandated to have insurance? Everyone on the road should need it. I agree with you, but let's break down something. Uh, you said cyclists and mini motorbikes. Mini motorbikes are not street legal. You're either allowed to have, you, a bicycle can be on the on the street. An e-bike, if it qualifies as an e-bike, can be on the street. But motorcycles are motorcycles, and they're never allowed to be on the street without insurance, period. So I agree that, that cyclists in some form should be, uh, you know, licensed and insured. I am not the person who gets to make these rules, and people get upset when I say this. But why wouldn't you want to have coverage? It doesn't have to be the same as a car insurance policy, but I would like to see people to be qualified to be on the road if you're going to operate on the road. And then people go crazy and, and get upset with me for saying that, but it's what I believe. It is not a, that's not a corporate answer. Uh, cities have looked into licensing cyclists and have determined it does not make sense for them. It doesn't pay, it doesn't, it's too much money, too much infrastructure re, uh, required to do that. But I would like to see, at a bare minimum, is some level of education. It, whether it be voluntary or not, uh, the cyclists need to know the rules because they're responsible for the rules. And when they run stop signs and red lights and, and don't uh, you know, signal their intentions and, and, and get into collisions, maybe that would have been avoidable had they known what the rules were. Just saying. I, I have great footage from my dash camera, and I, I record all, all sorts of things on my dash camera because it's everything that I see, uh, but I actually have the ability of flagging it, so I go back and record it, and I post it very often. And what I see are some really horrific behaviors from all road users. But I find it interesting that, uh, you know, when I see a cyclist doing something that is dangerous, like running a red light uh, at speed, or, or even when they come to a stop and then proceed through, and, and it's very often uh, suggested that that's for safety. And I, I don't agree. Simple as that. Uh, we got that covered. We got this covered. Oh, we got that covered here. Uh, the same question came through like five times. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, Kakabaj? That's the username from TikTok. Uh, what are the laws of radar detectors in Ontario? Well, it's pretty simple. Radar detectors, radar jammers, anything that would prevent, uh, and laser jammers, anything that would prevent police from being able to measure uh, your speed accurately uh, that interferes with the ability to enforce traffic laws is illegal. Uh, the law specific to these uh, covers not only the ability to stop, uh, search, and seize the device, it also comes with a $170 fine and a three demerit point uh, result after conviction. So what does that mean? We can search and seize? Yeah, if we believe you have it, we can search your vehicle. And very often that includes tools. Uh, and if you don't want us to disassemble your vehicle, you should probably just hand over the device. And that device is then lost to you. It doesn't come back to you. Um, you're not allowed to purchase, sell, transport, or use any of those devices in the province of Ontario. And technically, you can't even drive through. So if you were crossing through, you're not allowed to have it. You can get a ticket. It's not good. Uh, why do I have such a problem with them? Well, because we're, we're hey, we're talking about radar detectors. Radar Guess who's back? <laughs> Sergeant Campbell. Let me slide out of the way. Uh, but the deal is that that radar detectors are are no legal, and uh, they they allow um, drivers to temporarily adjust their behavior from that of speeding to um, to avoid getting caught, and then continue to drive dangerously right afterwards. So the issue with this is it's making the roads unsafe. We want people to get caught. We want to hold them accountable. We want to give them tickets. 
because that is an opportunity for us to change their behavior and maybe they won't do it again. But if we just let them get away with it temporarily, well, that's bad. <laughs> right, bad. And, and the behavior doesn't change. Right. If they're skirting their responsibility, then the, the danger has just moved on farther down the road to another person. Well, a lot of people don't think that speeding is a big deal. People, a lot of people don't believe that speeding is something that we should be wasting our time on. Um, but speeding leads to collisions. Collisions leads to injury, property damage, and death. And yet somehow there's arguments still being that it's, that's not a big deal. And you know what? The moving velocity of a vehicle, the higher it is, the more damage, the more impact, uh, the more uh, momentum's in there that causes more damage. And higher speeds kill more people. And, and it, that's, that's bad. Well, there, there's, so there, it changes the way the actual collision, but for every five kilometers over the posted speed limit you go, statistically, you double your chances of becoming involved in a collision. You know, many people who drive safely get involved in collisions usually because of the person who's speeding. Just saying. Yeah. And uh, radar detectors, uh, the penalty for them is, is, it's not high, comparatively speaking. But there are some powers in the Highway Traffic Act that, um, are pretty powerful powers uh, for police officers or peace officers who only suspect that there's a radar detector in a vehicle, doesn't have to be in use, uh, the power to search people and the power to search your vehicle. It really upsets people. They don't think that we should have that right. It, it does. And I got to tell you, when we search, we can search everywhere. And when we take stuff apart when we're searching, we don't have to put it back together. That also upsets people. Yeah. So, um, and... We get the power to search people as well, because I've heard that people might, you know, hide it in their pocket. I think or... that that's the way to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Here, slide, slide a little closer, and then you're not so far away. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay, question is, why am I only allowed to drive till midnight with a Class 5? I'm assuming a Class 5 is the same as a G1 in other provinces. So we have a G1. It's a learner's permit. The reason is is uh, that they, they said so. Uh, was there a particular reason they weren't allowed to drive between, after, between 12 and 5 a.m.? Um, maybe because that is statistically shown that younger drivers become involved in more collisions during that time, that maybe that's statistically shown that more alcohol is consumed later on in the evening than it is, you know, any other times. We're speculating to some degree because no yep. one actually told us why, but that makes sense as to why. Uh, you know, you're not allowed to drive between, uh, or you're not allowed to drive uh, as, with a G1 or I guess a Class 5 uh, if the supervising driver has alcohol over the 0 0.05 uh, blood alcohol content level because they have to be qualified to drive to supervise you and if they're drunk they can't legally so you know why would someone be out between uh you know midnight and 5 a.m maybe you're getting out of the bars maybe there's going to be a part an opportunity for someone to pressure you into driving because you're kind of it's just a bad it's, it's a recipe for bad stuff so that i would i would assume that that's why and a class five is probably, like you said, the same as a G1. It is only there is a learner's permit to allow you the opportunity to receive instruction while you're operating a vehicle on the roadway. It's not there to drive. It's not. It's just a learner's permit. Yes. Okay, question from Dodo. Can I drive a car which is insured but my name is not under it and I sorry, an owner allowed me to drive it? So... Technically, if you're a licensed driver, you're licensed to drive any insured vehicle in the province. But, uh, so so well, before I get into the but, if a police officer pulls you over, you have a valid license, you can show proof of insurance, those two things match, you probably won't have any issues with us. However, 
the insurance company who insures the vehicle might have an issue with it. Maybe it says Dodo's not allowed to drive this car because they specifically don't want you driving the car. Or someone under the age of 25, they may have a, a, a condition that no one can operate that vehicle. And that is for insurance purposes because it's a private company who sets the rules for their contracts. And, and from that perspective, you need to know what the rules are uh, set out because they could choose to deny a claim. Right. So the, the minimum required for us is liability insurance to cover anybody else that you may hurt out there. You have to have liability coverage. Other than that, all the coverage is provided by a private insurance company is between the person who is paying for the insurance and the company. And if they say this person can't drive or you're not allowed to or you live in the same house so they have to be deemed a primary driver because they have more than one vehicle, whatever the case may be, that is the contract that that person has signed with the insurance company and you may be denied coverage. And by you taking the car and if something was to happen, that person may not be able to get insurance after that because of a breach of the contract previously with a different company. Yeah, if, if the see, insurance companies want to calculate risk to them, not risk to you, risk to them. Uh, they, they basically are taking a bet on you and calculate the prices of what it's going to cost and how much they're going to lose should bad things happen. They don't want to pay. That's the whole goal. Don't pay. It's like gym memberships. They don't want you to show up. Uh, but, you know, if you give them reasons to suggest that you're loaning your car out and it's a high-risk situation, good luck getting insurance again. It, or at least you'll pay more. A lot more. Bad, bad things. Uh, can you be charged for being impaired on a bicycle? So... <laughs> This is, the, it's funny. You, public, well, here you could be charged technically for public impair, like, like being drunk in public. Yeah, public intoxication. Yeah, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're a danger to yourself, absolutely. But not under the charge for impaired operation. That is only for uh, motor vehicles and conveyances that, that qualify. And a bicycle currently doesn't, but we've been tossing around the idea of thinking it could. Like an e-bike would. So an e-bike definitely would. Um, there has been some case law a couple of years ago uh, where somebody was charged for impaired causing death of a conveyance and that conveyance was a canoe. Um, same muscular power huh. as a, uh, as a bicycle. The only difference in this one was, and it had never been done before in, in Canada, the only difference in this one, it was determined to be a vessel and it fall, it fell under the criteria of a vessel. It's only going to take one time. Mm -hmm. for somebody to be charged under a bicycle that's going to make new case law um, because uh, I know of collisions where bicycles have actually killed people. For sure. It, it, it's funny. They're, they're, they're less frequent, but they're serious collisions. In fact, we had a, a recent collision in Toronto, two cyclists, and one person died. Yeah. So cyclists uh, can kill people uh, with their bicycles. It happens. So currently right now there is no... Um, case law to show that uh, a conviction has ever been registered, don't be the first one. No, baking case law is a bad way to get famous. Yeah. 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 Uh, bon Chi says, uh, just a comment. I'm fairly new to Canada and your lives have been so informative and helpful. Thanks. Well, we're so happy to hear that. That really is exactly why we're here. We're for everybody to help you get all the information that you need. And for anyone who's watching who doesn't know who we are, uh, because I didn't really introduce you when you when you came into the room. So let's do that. You just uh, said, hey. I said, hey. So uh, first of all, this is Ask a Traffic Cop. My name is Sean Shapiro, and I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service uh, who goes onto social media and to 
help educate people to take and demystify the the inner workings of of, of trafficy stuff and policey stuff, and and Sergeant Campbell often joins because we work together. Yeah, and I'm just back from vacation, so I've I've missed being being on with Sean. Haven't had the opportunity to listen to him while uh, enjoying while life was, not working. I I was <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have a lot of fun doing this, and uh, we're traffic geeks, self-admittedly. Uh, we like this stuff, and uh, to be able to share the information and make life better for you guys is what it's all about. And you know what? Quite honestly, we're both car guys, and we're actually let's and just say we're we're both vehicle guys. Yes, um, we both ride motorcycles. Um, I have an awful lot of toys: um, ATVs, jet skis, boats, uh, motorcycles. You know, things like that. Snowmobiles. Um, so I'm vested in knowing, vested in getting as much information as I can about the laws that pertain to each one of them because they affect me as well. So um, I have the opportunity to research it. I have the opportunity to know that mm-hmm. stuff. So you also need that information if you're going to be out there doing uh, driving vehicles, uh, on-road, off-road, and vessels as well. So um, why not give it to you so that you have it? So, someone says we're not bike boys because he says because we're tubbies. He says <laughs> uh, bicycle we, boys. Bi- bicycles, no. I, I'd be a lot slimmer if I was a bicycle boy, yes. but that's okay. I, I'm a, I'm a motorcycle guy, and and unfortunately, Harleys and Hondas move us uh, with effortlessly. <laughs> that's new. I think that's the first time someone said tubbies. Mind you, I had I had lunch at a place called Tubbies on Friday, so it's appropriate. Uh, Steven says he can't make the live tomorrow because he's got to go pick up his uncle, but he will rejoin the live on Wednesday. Awesome. Uh, We have a lot of folks who are regular uh, followers and contributors and and parts of our extended family uh, who join the show. My nose is itchy. Uh, But, you know, this is more than just a daily live. We have, uh, you know, posts and DMs and comments. So follow us everywhere. You can get, uh, you can go to trafficcop.ca uh, where you can find links to all of our platforms. You can find useful links. Like there's, there's stuff that we have available to you. And what a great opportunity to mention it because I wasn't, I wasn't really prepared to mention it just now, but we're going to do it because um, it makes sense. When you go to trafficcop.ca, uh, you get to see my smiling face and you can send me a message. Uh, you can get a link to the most current episode. Uh, you can get all our social media platforms. Look at that. But the important stuff is at the bottom. You can make re- uh, links to make police reports, uh, start collision re- uh, reports if you're a pedestrian or cyclist and you've been involved in a collision. Uh, if you're just getting your license, want to link to the handbook, this is a great place to start. Uh, check to see if a driver's license is valid because if you are just getting your, uh, if you're loaning your, a friend a vehicle, you want to make sure that your, their license is actually valid. That's what rental car companies do. They check it so you don't end up getting charged for, you know, helping to violate things. The uh, the obligation is on you if you're loaning out a vehicle to make sure that somebody's properly licensed. And that their license is valid. It's not enough to see a plastic card. Uh, and very very often people say, don't, don't, uh, don't you trust me? You know, they don't want to, they don't want to feel weird checking in on their friends. But when you realize yeah, that the ticket's going to go to you, it's important. Yeah. And it's a big ticket too. Yeah. Renew your license. plate. you can do that here. Uh, Choosing a car, I added these over the weekend. Choosing a child car seat. These are all the rules about uh, child car seats and uh, a link to a company that is the Child Passenger Safety Association of Canada. People who can actually uh, either do a Zoom call with you to help you uh, with how to do it. There's a lot of different uh, pieces of information they share, but they can actually uh, review what you're doing and whether they do it for for a fee or not, I don't know, but definitely a valuable resource. Uh, Bicycle rules, uh, cycling in the law. These are City of Toronto rules. E-bike and kick scooter rules. This is a really growing list. 
Um, oh, you can uh, see if your vehicle is is stolen before you buy it. Uh, new vi- new residents or visitors to Canada. This is a really good link. And this one talks about every province and what the regulations are for each one. So things you can do to uh, to arm yourself with knowledge. And that's all the traffic what we're trying to do. It's the goal. The it's whole the goal. idea of doing this is just that. Yeah, and if we can we can help you so you don't you know have a like for instance the child seat stuff. If you don't get into a situation where your child's injured or worse or the, even getting a ticket, we want to get you all fixed up so you don't run into problems before they're problems. Like, like when you get caught at the side of the road, it's too late. Uh, we want you to prevent. We don't want to write you a ticket. We actually have this terrible business model. Uh, you know, for all the people who think we're tax collectors, we want to make it so that you never get a ticket. And how do we do that? We tell you what all the laws are, and the rest is up to you. If you choose to break the law after you know what the law is, even if you don't know what the law is, that's that's on you. Uh, I messed up everyone's schedule. Uh, Michael didn't know that uh, we went live at ten because Thursday and Friday I was not here. We didn't go live, oh. uh, so so he it, it it's it messed with his clock. Uh, we got here. What do green flashing lights on a vehicle mean? Well, uh, if we're talking about a forward-facing green dash lighter or vehicle light, uh, generally is going to be a either a volunteer fighter, fi- uh, fighter, fighter, fighter fire, fighter fire, uh, firefighter, or a. I didn't know this, and someone mentioned it, so I looked it up, and it's true. Uh, a medic, uh, a volunteer medic, a volunteer medic. Yeah. So I didn't know that medics qualified, but uh, alas, they do. And uh, that means that uh, that is a blinking light uh, to ask them, you, to courtesy, courtesy to, to use courtesy and, or give them courtesy, get off the, uh, their path and let them get on to helping somebody because they're off to save uh, a, a person or a, a, an item on fire. Uh, that item could be your home. Uh, if you live in a community like that. It's not in most me- metropolitan areas. It's it's usually in uh, or in surrounding areas uh, more uh, or, or, or... That have that have volunteer services, not a full-time fire um, fighting um, crew uh, where people have regular jobs and they volunteer at, uh, at emergencies to respond to the fire station or directly to the situation uh, to offer their services. And it's amazing. Um, they, it doesn't allow them to go through red lights. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow them to go through stop signs. You are not obligated. You don't have to pull mm-hmm. over. Um, but it is a request that you allow them to get through it most safely and efficiently as possible so that they can come and help somebody else. The people the people who live in those neighborhoods do understand what it is and get the heck out of the way. The bigger problem is in cottage communities when people who are from the city go there, they don't know what it is. And that's where there's issues. Yeah, you're not going to get a ticket for doing it, but you could prevent someone from getting that life-saving medical attention, that first aid uh, or, or, or fire uh, uh, response. That could be the difference between life and death. So get out of their way. I got to tell you, I grew up in a, in a small community in, in Ontario, and they repurposed the uh, air raid siren, um, World War II air raid siren, into the um, volunteer fire department response siren. Wow. So everybody knew because it was so loud in town, everybody knew that there was an emergency going on and everybody knew that they had to keep an eye out to let all the volunteer firefighters get to where they were going. Uh, Yes, they had the green flashing lights, but everybody knew that something bad was happening and were absolutely amazing in letting that happen. That's awesome. Myself as as a young guy, I knew when the siren went off, I wanted to ride my bicycle downtown 
to, to the fire station to watch them jump into their fire trucks and go lights and sirens out of there. That was kind of the thing. That's and cool. We try and follow them too. That, that that would take work. I'm assuming they were going quickly after that. Well, yes. Uh, but I was young and, and not so tubby. <laughs> uh, Bree Gunn says, what's the difference between missing plates and stolen plates? Well, both of them are not good. Uh, whether they fell off uh, or they were stolen, uh, the difference is a criminal activity. Like one was stolen, the, the theft part. Uh, but you're still responsible. You can't drive around with no plates on. So if your plates are stolen, you got to put a police report in. Uh, if they're missing, you should put a police report in because you have no way of knowing whether they were stolen or they fell off. Uh, so regardless of why they're not there, put in a report and then go get them replaced. You can't just drive around without them. Yeah. Uh, a missing a missing plate would be, you know, somebody went through the car wash and the plate got ripped off. The car wash owner leaves it there for a little while and then... Hopefully returns it to the ministry. Hopefully returns it to the ministry. Some people, maybe not. Some people just say that's too much of a hassle for me and I'll just chuck it in the garbage. Yeah. Something or, like that. Or so someone that, might get an idea of like putting it on their vehicle, which even if it wasn't actually stolen, it's now being used illegally. Uh, so ba- bad. It's bad. Uh, stolen plates are when there's already a report out there. It's filed with the ministry as stolen mm-hmm. and it's being used for criminal activity. Yeah. Or to, you know, run the 407 or... And that means you, you're getting a big bill at the end of the month. Yes. Uh, not not good. Um, if you if you know, you should be doing a circle check of your vehicle every day, at very least. If, or every time you drive, you want to look to see if there's any damage. You know, if you park in a mall, uh, you want to see before you drive away if it was damaged so you can go and report it to security, possibly get footage of the collision, find out who's responsible for, for causing it. Um, if you're not doing that, try try it. Put it on, try it on for size, see what happens. Uh, but you'll know if your license plates are missing, if you're actually paying attention. Some people drive for weeks or months without uh, noticing their front plate's gone. Or even both plates. Yeah. I've seen that before. I saw a motorcycle with no rear plate yesterday, oddly mm. enough. Mm. Wonder if he knew. That does happen a lot. Mm. A little too often. I don't think I don't think they're stolen. Uh, Ryan Pinn says, <laughs> I'm waiting to read this. Uh, Ryan says, if I'm playing road hockey on Young Street and an emergency vehicle is in hot pursuit of my Zamboni, who has the right of way? I can always rely on Ryan Pinn, the driving instructor from Nova Scotia, to come up with the most magical and absurd Questions which we won't answer because it's it's not even. Really. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I know this is not correct, but I'd like to answer that we are Canadian. Okay. And the Zamboni always has the right of way. Okay, good. But to know. that would not be correct. It would not be correct. But it, it is the the humorous response to a humorous question. Uh, a couple times per week, I have a two hour commute on Secondary Highway, and almost every time there are new skid marks going off the road, proof that speed doesn't always get you there faster. Um, Funny you mention that because I have this conversation with my kids in the car every single day. And we have a good laugh at the expense of the dodos that are driving faster than us, that are passing us, because we see them at the next traffic light every single time. Unless they pull off and make a turn. We are with the same pack of people, even if they accelerated to to just, you know, hear the rev of their engine, or they actually have this this belief that they're actually going to arrive faster. They don't. And I uh just a personal experience. I uh, I noticed in one eastern Canadian province, there's a new trend out there um, doing donuts in the middle of intersections. Oh, really? Skid marks everywhere across that entire province. And uh, not only does it not look good, but here in Ontario, it would be stunt driving and they'd lose your car. But it is a trend out there. Not smart. Disturbing. You know, I don't, I don't get the whole uh, destroy property and uh, and call it fun thing. 
uh, not to mention put people at risk. The, the stunt driving is stunt driving because it is dangerous behavior. It's not the place to have fun. You want to have fun? Uh, go to a, 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 a go-kart track. Go to a racetrack. Do things professionally and safely uh, with, with people on hand to deal with the oopsie-doos when someone hits something mm -hmm. they shouldn't. They, it, it, race car drivers, actual professional racers, think you're absurd. Why? Why do I say this? I say you as in the people who participate in, in stunt driving, not you, the wonderful listeners who would never do that. Uh, but they think that stunt drivers are absurd because they would never do that. They do it on a track and do things in a controlled environment, but they wouldn't act like idiots on the road. And that's from conversations that I've had with professional drivers who tell me that in, in very, very similar language. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Michael who responded to a question we had earlier. Uh, a lot, oh, here's a question from Moody. I see a lot of people do 10 over the speed limit. Is this safe limit? What's the fine? So legally, speeding occurs at any speed over the posted limit, and you're not legally permitted to exceed the posted speed limit. So is it safe? Well, I'm just pulling up to tell you what the fine is going to be. I got it right here. It's already on screen. It's not responding to me. Here we go. So the fine would be a whopping $40 with no demerit points for 10 over. Um, but it still can impact your insurance. People believe that that speeding at five over or 10 over won't impact your insurance. That's not true. Points are, are not required to change your insurance rate. Offenses are. And speeding is is a blanket offense. At it, it occurs at one to infinity over the speed limit. Now, granted, at 49 over, it's, it, it switches at 50 over to stunt driving, but you can still be charged for speeding. Speeding, one kilometer over, can impact your insurance. Speeding is speeding. Yeah. The only difference for speeding is the amount of demerit points or the amount of fine that is associated with it. One kilometer over, you've committed the offense of speeding. It's an offense. It affects your driving. It affects your insurance. It affects everything. Speeding is speeding. Yeah, and, and they don't look at it and say, well, you didn't, get, you didn't do that much, so we're not going to raise your rates. People seem to think that 10 kilometers over is an acceptable speeding limit. And you know what? Just because people are not getting pulled over at 10 kilometers over because somehow that became the new norm doesn't mean it's right and doesn't mean it's not an offense. But it's amazing how many people are upset with me when I drive the actual speed limit. Yeah. Uh, Zombie says good morning. And, and Zombie was late for the good morning, but I appreciate the good morning nonetheless. Uh, Michael wants to know how Tubby's was. Uh, my kids aren't fans, but uh, it's been a place I've gone to uh, fairly often, but I don't know if I'm going back anytime soon. Just because it's it's a, it's a bit of a waste from my place. Where's Tubby's? Uh, it's it's by Wonderland. So when I go to Wonderland, it's a good location. Mm. And they, they do have, um, what, what is it called, funnel cakes? Oh, fresh squeezed orange juice. They do some things right. Uh, let's see here. How do you, oh, yeah, here we go. How do you combat the use of cell phones in a drive-through? Lots of restaurants now offer rewards through their apps, but you still need to pull up on your phone. But it's illegal while driving. And here's what I get to 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 shine light on: it's illegal when driving on the highway. It's still dangerous while driving in a parking lot. Uh, but you are actually not eligible for a ticket on private property, which is where those drive-throughs are actually located. Yeah, we don't have drive-throughs on a roadway or on a highway, so that would make very interesting lineups. It certainly would. But is it safe? No, probably not. Are you upsetting people that may be behind you because you're looking at your lap or you're looking at your phone while you should be driving through? Yeah, probably you are. But it's un not unlawful in Ontario. Right. And every jurisdiction could be 
excuse me, different. Um, in 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 Canada, I well, you know, I wonder because in Alberta, apparently, dry, uh, parking lots are highway for that. So this is specific to Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every up, yeah, laws change, but that that one doesn't make sense. If if I have to be able to pay with my phone, I, I can't imagine someone charging even in another province. It doesn't make sense. But we can't speak for other provinces. Yeah. Uh, can you get? Here, let me pull up Stephen's question. Can you get a change, I assume charge, for just walking on the sidewalk while you're talking on your phone? <laughs> walking and talking on phone or, or texting is dangerous. You uh, you could get a change um, if you walk into the traffic and somebody runs you over. Yeah, that's a bad That would, that would change, your, change an awful lot. That's that's bad. Um, but, but it's not illegal. It's just not very smart. We see a lot of people getting into some minor and some major injuries, falls and... and, and uh, uh, head injuries, walking at the poles. I forgot who I was talking to who actually, was it Mel who went to, somebody went to Europe and came back and, and had shown pictures of posts that are wrapped in, in padding because of all the people walking at the poles. Like it, it, they made it into an advertising campaign, but it was a real thing. Uh, let's see here. Can I, can I sue a teacher for touching me and my arms steps? Uh, assault is something when you're touching someone that when you're not allowed to touch them with it was it without consent um, I don't know what the threshold is for you know being able to have some contact to help or guide somebody versus assault uh, assault of behavior so assault is is the criminal action of doing yeah. it they're asking if you can sue a teacher so sue is a civil action it is not a criminal action um, get some get some legal advice um, talk to a lawyer, yeah. a civil uh, lawyer. Unwanted touching is assault. Um, that's criminal, though, not, not as you say, sue. So I, I assume you mean call the police and report them, and, and maybe that's reading into it too much. But, uh, yeah, get some, get some advice. Uh, Big Chief YYZ says, let's see here, asks, can you explain the rules with cars and the crazy-sounding aftermarket mufflers nowadays? Well, Unnecessary noise can happen with a stock vehicle or aftermarket. It's really behavior-based for the most part. Unnecessary noise can also be caused by your stereo, your horn, uh, you know, tires, screeching tires could be unnecessary noise. And that's a $110 fine. An improper muffler, a muffler that's been added to a vehicle that doesn't meet the requirements under the, under the Highway Traffic Act, could be improper muffler charges, no muffler. Uh, so there's, there's charges there. But we have a lot of vehicles that have... Uh, burble tunes, the snap, crackle, pop business that I think sounds absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't get it. You're not a race car. Why are you trying to sound like one? Yep, I agree. Uh, and some people modify, like, this not a minor burble because of the, the performance tuning. Uh, and then they go and they, they mess with things to make more burble. They're, they're actually dumping unspent gas into their exhaust system. And, and the argument's been made, and I, I don't know if it's going to hold up in court, but that it's, it's an emissions violation. You're, you're now dumping gas into the environment, and that's harmful to the environment. So uh, you might find yourself getting into big, big doo-doo. And you know what? I, I'm the type of person, because I understand how engines work and exhaust works and, and EGR valves and stuff like that. Um, I'm the type of person, well, I'll have a look at your exhaust, and I'll be able to make a proper argument to the court of why your exhaust is improper and why the charge under the Environmental Protection Act should stick. And it's my obligation to explain how. I have the knowledge and the ability to do that, so you don't want to get stopped by me. No, that's bad. Eric has a question. Am I obligated to show ID if peacefully walking on a public sidewalk? Uh, I think that 
there's a depends there. There is a depends. Uh, generally speaking, if you are not being investigated for a criminal offense, then, then no. Uh, however, or an offense, not just criminal, but, but a, so an offense. At there's all. a difference between showing ID and identifying yourself, yes. though. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. if, if you're required to, sh to identify yourself because of an offense that happened, a bylaw offense, a Highway Traffic Act offense, a walking on, on sidewalk offense, maybe there is an offense there. Um, you may be required to show ID to prove what you have identified yourself or how you have identified yourself. So, so uh, for instance, under the Highway Traffic Act, the cyclist must identify themselves, but they aren't required to provide a driver's license. But very often people will provide a driver's license because it's easier than saying, uh, this is my address, this is my last address, uh, you know, and, and going through all the stuff that we need to do to verify who you are. Because just saying you are somebody doesn't necessarily satisfy the officer that you are that person. It may or may not. It's up to them. And you may be required to, you have to prove it, you have to identify yourself, and you have to prove that it is who it is, who you are. ID makes a lot of sense. It does. It just it just takes some of it away. Uh, so so generally speaking, if you're really doing nothing but but here's the thing: you can be doing everything right, and we can be looking for someone who matches your description. And descriptions don't always say you know has a freckle three inches from the left of their nose. Like it it, it may be someone who meets the general description, and that would be a justified reason to stop and talk to you. Right, uh, but obligated to show ID. No, identify. No, you don't have to actually carry identification with you. It makes it so much easier if, if for the, you know, the bad circumstances you got hit, run over, something like that. Yeah. It makes it so much easier for us to come and help you and let a family member know or an ex-kin know. Um, so much easier that way, but you're not obligated to carry identification. Runners, the, there's a great a product available for runners and, and those who are involved in sports because they don't want to carry a wallet they, often when they're running, is there's a metal tag that they will laser engrave and people put it into their shoelaces. My buddy's got these and it has their name and information, all their vitals, so that in the event that they're in a collision, hurt, whatever, we can do all those things and it's not identification, but there is a registration process. You can go to a website. We can, as police, go to the website and get the important information. So there is a benefit for us being able to know who you are, unless you're someone who doesn't want to be identified by police and that's a different situation. But most honest people want us to know because they know that we're here to help. Okay. Uh, can a cop stop and uh, someone without a reason to ask for ID? Oddly, similar to the question we just discussed. Um, so you've had the answer, uh, but, but the, without reason, actually is, makes it different. So without reason, we no. wouldn't do it. We just wouldn't. Um, there, there may be a reason that you're not aware of. That's different. Um, so without reason, no. But the police officer would have to be able to justify why they're doing that. Should anything else happen? Should, should charges be late? Should an arrest happen? Should, yeah. should a, a, an investigation occur? They have to justify. So here's, if I'm walking home drunk but not falling or being loud, can a cop stop me? This is a, a follow-up question from the same person. And, and if you are drunk but not falling down, maybe you're not a, a good judge of how, much, how drunk you actually are. If they're stopping you, there's probably a reason. Mm -hmm. Probably. So the Liquor License Act um, doesn't allow you to be intoxicated in a public place. And walking home, absolutely you could be. Is an offense? Absolutely there is. Can you be arrested? Can you be stopped? Can you be taken into custody? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I think we've got. Oh, it's eleven o'clock, so we only have a couple more questions, and we're gonna we're gonna end the show. Time time management today was pretty good. Um, what do we got here? We have a drum gig. 
Ryan Pinn is leaving because he has to go play the drums. Uh, bum. <laughs> uh, let's say here. Okay. Steven says, if a police officer, you, and a, and a, and a what? If a police, a police, if a police, you, and a post office car get into a stop sign first, who goes first? The answer is post car uh, because they are federal. I think that's what you mean. There's, this question's come up in a number of different ways, and, and uh, the question being, is there a priority? It's usually is it fire ambulance or, or police? Who goes first if you all arrive at the same time? Sirens going. Um, very often, I, you know, if it's a police car and I'm driving, I'm going to let the paramedics and the fire trucks go first because they're the ones uh, that, that are going to be, uh, but it depends on what the call is. Right, all depends. If it's a bad guy, we should go first. This is true. If it's somebody who's hurt. If it's a fire call. The ambulance should go first. And yeah. if... If something's on fire, let the fire truck go first. But I got news for you. The post office truck doesn't get to go first in the priority. They have no lights and sirens. Right. Uh, but it's one of those fictitious or, 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 or random questions that I don't understand why anyone wants the answer to. And but federal doesn't have priority over provincial or municipal. Certainly not at a stop sign. No. Uh, let's see here. Is Oh, is it illegal to smoke weed as a passenger in a moving vehicle? Yes. Yes, it is. For you and the driver. Yes. It's it's one of those wonderful things where uh, you cannot even have a weed accessible, even if it's not being burnt at the time, to the driver like, like or alcohol. Uh, yeah, so absolutely uh, don't do that. Yes. Uh, and Waleed has follow-up questions. They, the, their question was actually, can they, can they sue for money? Uh, from the, the teacher. That's what they want to know. And Alberta, Calgary. Uh, again, you should probably get some legal advice. Uh, and how long does it take to become an officer in the field in Calgary, Alberta? Sadly, we're not in, or I don't know if it's sadly, but we're not in Alberta, so I couldn't tell you how long their process is because I don't know anything about it. Could be sadly. Uh, Alberta's beautiful. Is it? Yeah, and that's where I was born, so. Oh, is that? I have kind of a... You're biased is yeah, what you are. I am. Uh, when you're chasing a vehicle and they exit the city limits, does following police service take control of the uh, of the pursuit yeah that it sounds like a very american Dukes of hazard yep it comes to a screeching halt because you left the county. the county line yeah, yeah. We, we are we are police officers for the entire province of ontario in fact even in hot pursuit i think we can cross into borders and other things and although notifying everybody else not that i'm going to drive to alberta nope but you know what yes and uh, and i have actually been sworn in as, as a, a peace officer in other provinces when conducting an investigation that may lead outside of of the province. So, um, yes, we can anywhere, 24-7, working, not working. Um, the county lines don't, don't apply. We are paid, we are Toronto police officers, we're paid to police in the city of Toronto. We, we're not paid to go and police somewhere else, but if something starts in Toronto, we'll continue it on. You don't get a, a free get-out-of-jail. We're good like that. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be dad jokes. Uh, I brought some. I, I saw that pile. Uh, let's see. I haven't gone through it. So, well, here here's the first dad joke, and it's from Zombie. And it's uh, my car was stolen and crashed by a couple of fourteen year olds. It was a minor collision. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Uh, okay, dad dad joke from Michael. Post women are super women for working in such a male dominated injury. In, in, you can't even talk. I can't even say. It's, yeah, so post-women are super women for working in such a male-dominated industry. That's 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 funny. 
It took me. It took me a second. It was the mail. Anyway, uh, we have Thursday's jokes. I wasn't here. Uh, I'm Buzz Aldrin, the second person to walk on the moon. Kneel before me. That that that's what it says. And, and it stunk. Neil Armstrong? I kind of like that one. You like that one? I, I like, like that, that one. one. What you got? The recipe said set the oven to 180 degrees. But now I can't open it because the door faces the wall. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, what do ducks made of avocados say to each other? Quack. 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 I can't, I, it's not even worthy of any, any sound effect. The rotation of the earth really makes my day. Uh, my dad keeps saying that we're going to see Elton John in concert someday, but I think he's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> that was actually that bad. Does anyone need an arc? I know a guy. Noah's arc. Noah. Noah. I know a guy. That's terrible. That was good. <laughs> I ordered a book about puns last week, but I didn't get it. I don't get it. Uh, last one from my deck. Uh, Dad, I saw a deer on the way to school this morning. How do you know it was on its way to school? Oh, no, that's not yet. While, while you look at another joke, I want to bring up an opportunity because I, I totally forgot to talk hold on, about it. Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, want, okay. Do you want to hear a joke about construction? Sure. Oh, never mind. I'm still working on it. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Uh, careers, if you've ever thought about becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, know that we are hiring and all you need to do to find out everything you've ever wanted to know about the process would be to go to tps.ca forward slash careers and, and look it up. Uh, let me put that on the screen. So uh, that's the page and we see our, our friends' faces here, members of the service. Uh, you can get all the information by going to one of these subheaders. Uh, is it a subheader or is it just a header? It's a header. And uh, and choose for information. Hit Police Constable, you'll find out about Police Constable. And you can apply now. A button is there for you to depress. Not to be... Depressed? Yeah, don't, don't become depressed, but just be happy about you know these opportunities. Uh, whether you want to become a Police Constable, Special Constable, Parking Enforcement Officer, Communications Operator, we are yeah, looking for all sorts of talented people to join our family and, uh, and work with us. There are currently only three civilian jobs lo listed. Uh, that goes up and down because postings get posted, then people get hired, and then the postings come down. So if you're interested in becoming a records release clerk, a uh, agreement specialist at legal services, or a senior advisor in the strategic analysis and governance section, know that there are positions currently posted. And, you know, you go to records release clerk, it, you have to apply before August 14th, which is, wait, that's today. Yep. Yeah, if you're interested, you better hurry up. Uh, pay range, range is 61906 to 70. Uh, 677, it's a Monday to Friday position, uh, and all the information is right here. Uh, so yeah, sorry to give you like all the the late information as to uh, when that is, but what is... But you can go on there every day and see the new ones, yes, and they when they the expire, and... Oh, agreement specialist, that's that's today too. I agree. Oh, and so a senior advisor, strategic analysis, and everybody, these jobs are all finished as of today, you better hurry up. I don't know if there'll be any tomorrow. Get on there. Yeah. Actually, we've been the, a number of people have applied for different positions because of our, uh, you know, telling them about it. And you know, if you're uh, if you're part of the, the the Ask a Traffic Cop family, you get absolutely no benefits when you apply. I, I can't I can't actually give them any. You know what though? During an interview, that'd be a good thing to talk about your involvement with the Toronto Police. Yeah. What do you know about us? Yeah. We, we have a great podcast. There you go. Uh, and you can't. Oh, you got a joke. 
Well, no, I just wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? What? A tire. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Uh, we will be back. Well, I don't know if we will be back, but I, I will certainly be back. Are you going to be back tomorrow? Uh, it depends. I, I came back to over 700 emails. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, over 700 in two weeks that I've been off. So I'm working my way through them. I did have to take the time out, though, to, to come and join you. Uh, I think this is important. So I like, and I kind of like hanging out and the dad jokes. It, it is fun. Uh, that's a bonus. Uh, we, we, uh, we, have, we, have, we have too much fun. It's almost like, like, is it still work? Does it feel like work? It doesn't feel like work. I have fun. Fun is, it, when, you, when you love your job, uh, you, you don't work. You have fun. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was having fun. Yeah, there you go. What's the... No, what is the line that says if you, if you if you love your work you you know if you if you love your job you you it's never work, work a life in your and, and work, work a day in your, in your life? life something like that yeah I, I have to look it up uh, Radix says great show thanks for answering all my questions you're very very welcome uh, and I, just because now I looked I have to see if there's anything else that we have to talk about uh, we can we can talk about it tomorrow we can because we're at nine minutes after and Ooh. I'm stepping out you're going you're going yes I'm just oh. This one's worthy of answering, though. Okay. All right. Last one. Another question. Why do stores in the, uh, and the Service Ontario sell license plate covers if police officers can give you a ticket for it? That is the best question of all time. Yep. They should. Well, I, I have an answer for you. First of all, actual Service Ontario locations that are government-run are not selling those, that I'm aware of. Third-party licensed franchisee kind of opportunity places might be making those available because... Plastic isn't regulated. You you can have a you can buy that piece of plastic as long as you don't put it in your car and drive on the road. It's not a, a regulated device or, or thing. You can't get a ticket for selling it. You can get a ticket for using it. Um, so I don't think they should sell them. But I I totally agree, uh, and I don't think they should be promoting them. I understand. I get the logic behind wanting to keep your car, your vehicle, your plate undamaged. I, I get, I understand it. You just can't put something over top of it to cover it because it makes it unreasonable in certain conditions. And the potential for it to be unreasonable is enough that they, the law says, no, you can't do it. Yes. All right. That's okay. it. I, I see Radic has one, has one joke though. Oh, I told you I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> He's but. leaving on a jet plane. I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> That is good. That's why I had to do it. I see go. Yanni and I and and uh, who's in police foundations. Um, in terms of uh, you know a career path, if you're in police foundations and you and, but you don't have the ability of passing your vision requirements for police officer, uh, court officer. We both started as court officers, and the vision requirement for court officer, or now called special constable, I believe is less. So you could look at that parking enforcement, different. yeah, different. So check it out. Go to the website uh, www.tps.ca/careers, and I'll put it on the screen again. Uh, go there and read about it because it's going to give you the information you need to know in order to go forward and and plan your life. Because uh, getting in with us is a good place to be. It's a great service. I'm very biased. I love it here. I think you will too. So uh, good luck to everyone. It you know is, and there are different jobs for everybody. Um, yes, we know somebody who is actually 100 percent blind. Yes. Um, and he's an employee of the Toronto Police Service. Lovely guy. Love Joey. Uh, big shout out to Joey. Um, 
he is completely blind and he is a hockey goalie. Yes. In in a blind hockey league. And it's like the, like the Canadian team of, of blind hockey. Like he rep, he's represented and, and, and competed, I think, nationally, if not internationally. Like yep. Great it, it's guy. amazing. Great guy. He he, even though he left us, he doesn't work in traffic services anymore. He, he went off to like to, to fancy people who wear fancy pants. Oh, where's ETF? He? Really? I he works know at that. the ETF. Yeah. He is not a tactical officer. He he is a station duty operator, but um, just a great guy. And he, he wanted to change. So and that's another thing about being a member of the Toronto Police Service is there's opportunities for change. If you uh, if you want to try something different, uh, this is an opportunity to do that. You can go start. Like I started as a court officer, I then began and an auxiliary officer, and then I became a police officer. I worked at a division, then I worked at traffic services. I was in the motor squad. There's so many opportunities, uh, even though we have one, uh, you know, one career, lots of different jobs to do. I yep. wasn't always doing social media. So there you go. That is it for today. It's really happening. We're pressing this music. Song is on. Uh, see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Uh, don't be square or late. or Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seatbelt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get free. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. He left. Should we just keep talking? No, I actually have to go. Nine Nero has a question. What's the question, Nine Nero? As I say, I'm leaving, but then don't leave. I love the questions. Say, hey, I got a question. Can I ask you a question? That yes, but you have to ask the question. And there's a Q and A function on Instagram, so you can just do that. But but anyway, that's why I was looking down. If someone has a DUI and has a restriction, or and have a restrictions on their license, will the restrictions still stay even after their license expires? Uh, depends what the restriction is, but potentially, yeah, if you have a suspension, you still have to reapply. If you have a, uh, a restriction for, let's say inter, uh, what's it called? Intercon, not interconnect. It's the breath. It's the, it's to start your car. That, that condition doesn't go away just because it expired. So I, I think that's where you're going with that. The, what's it called? It's for having to, to blow into a interlock. Thank you very much. Yeah. Interlock doesn't go away. It doesn't just, you know, fall off. Anyway, have a great day. Um, we do this whole thing where we do the live from 10 to 11. This Wednesday, we'll probably be on live with uh, Jerry Agar show on News Talk 1010. So we'll start early at 930. And then we'll probably do an extra episode uh, going live with the Kelly Contreras show next week in the afternoon. So that's possible. Got some cool podcasts that we're recording this week. Yeah, it's going to be busy. And then uh, we have the Ford event this coming weekend, next weekend, uh, we're going to be at Fan Expo for the weekend, so lots of cool stuff. 
Anyway, thanks for hanging out to the after part where I said I was leaving and, and didn't. Have a great day. Stay safe. Drive sober. Park legally. And we'll see you tomorrow.